Thanks for listening to the Vertical Student Ministries podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by what you hear. Hey, welcome back to our Vertical Leadership Podcast. We are so glad that you have taken the time once again to join us here uh, on our Leadership Podcast to develop yourself, to grow yourself as a leader. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today, all the way from Sacramento, California, Pastor Nick Whitestone. Welcome, Pastor Nick. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Pastor John. It's an honor to, to be on the podcast today. Awesome. Well, we're excited to get into the topic that we have for today. But before we do, maybe give us a little bit of background about yourself, let the listeners get to know you a little bit, how long you've been in ministry, what positions you've held, and your favorite food item. Sounds great. Uh, So uh, this year, this year, this last August, I have officially been in ministry for 10 years, which is insane to think about. I've been in ministry for that long. Um, currently, I hold the position of Pastor of Student Ministries at Trinity Life Center in Sacramento, California, oversight from junior high to young adult ministry. Uh, in my ministry past, I've been a junior high pastor. I've been a support staff member. Uh, I've been uh, I've kind of worked in all areas of the church. I've been a maintenance guy, a facilities director, and so my ministry uh, experience is vast. <laughs> um, and so, but I love I love teenagers. I love being in youth ministry. Uh, I love leaders. Uh, my favorite food item would have to be steak, any form of steak, wow. I, all, all, all day, every day. And how do you uh, like that done? Uh, well done. Well, well done. done. Well done. Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to send gift cards Some or— Some people are you, very angry uh, right now that you just said well done. Oh. They won't be they? able to listen to you as a leader because you like well, how steak do you, well done. Well, how do you eat your steak? Well done. Oh, well. I'm not saying right. me. I'm saying some people. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, you were over on this side— of the country for a little bit, Wisconsin. Uh, what? Oh yeah, that's a whole different part of ministry. I didn't talk about. Yeah, my first over here. My first youth, my my first youth pastor position was a junior high pastor in Waukesha, Wisconsin, right outside of Milwaukee, where I did that for four years. I was a junior high pastor. So you know all and, about uh, the winters. I do know all about the 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 cold, cold, cold winters. <laughs> Very cold. Very cold. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's get into uh, the leadership topic today, how to be intentional. Um, you know, how to be intentional as a person, how to be intentional as a leader, how to be intentional as an individual. Um, again, really excited about this topic um, that you've put together, Pastor Nick. Um, so to start it off, how, how have you been intentional? What are some things that you've done in your ministry? What are some things you've mm-hmm. done in your personal life to be yeah. intentional as a leader? Yeah. I think before uh, intentionality can be uh, a habit in ministry. It has to be a personal conviction that everything you do must be intentional. So in my life, uh, where I am, if I'm not intentional with everything that I do personally and privately, um, it will not, it will not happen publicly. And so, That's good. uh, with my relationship with my wife and, uh, the father to my children, uh, intentionality is a huge deal. Uh, I have to be intentional when I spend time with them. I have to be intentional in the way that I talk to them. I have to be intentional with the way that I perceive them or I perceive them to other people. Um, intentionality is a huge thing. I have to be intentional with my health. Uh, I have to, uh, which it's a, that's a struggle for me to be intentional with my health. Uh, I'm on this thing right now where uh, I got to be intentional with taking care of who I am. And if that, that doesn't happen, 
if I sit on the couch and just watch Netflix all day, I have to be intentional with every area. When it comes to my relationship with Christ, nobody else can do my devotions. Nobody else can read the Bible for me. Nobody else can pray for me. I have to be intentional about doing those things. Right. And if I don't, and if I don't do those things, and if I fail in those areas and not intentional, they will not happen accidentally. That's good. Uh, and intentional is defined as done on purpose or deliberate. Hmm. And so, uh, in our, in my life, uh, I'm, I'm really seeking and searching the answers of, am I really doing it? things on purpose and deliberately. And if I'm not doing them, if I'm just existing and not truly thriving in what I'm doing, then where's the disconnect and what do I have to grow in? And so um, this topic leads into when I think about living an intentional life, there's no other example or a person that I can look to than the life of Jesus. Uh, Jesus and everything that he did was very, very intentional. And I think as leaders, we can really glean from the wisdom and the intentionality of his life. And I think it's so important, too, because kind of what you said there at the beginning of it doesn't happen on accident, right? You, mm. you don't just wake up one day and, and you're a good husband. You don't just wake up one day and you're a good leader, or a good father, or a good friend. You don't just wake up and, and you're in shape. Right. All of these things, all these areas in our life that we want to be good at don't happen mm-hmm. on accident. Right, they're they're all very intentional decisions that we have to make throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout our month, um, throughout the years. You know, of of what we want to do, who we want to be, um, and mm. then once we figure that out, it's okay. Now, how can I be intentional towards those things? Um, and, and I love the analogy of of sports. You know, especially on this topic of being intentional and and disciplining ourselves. You know, First Corinthians talks about a little bit nine twenty seven says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's such a good reminder of, of how intentional we are supposed to be, not just as leaders. Um, you know, obviously this applies to leadership, but really what I love about this topic is it applies to every area of our life. Um, right. You know, and so... How can we be intentional? How can we train ourselves? How can we discipline our body, you know, to do this? And, and you know, I know you're about to go into some examples of, of how Jesus did this and what that looks like um, from his end. But it's so crucial that, that we are intentionally doing things. Because if we're not intentionally doing things, you know, it's said this way, that, that culture is either what you allow or what you create. Hmm. Um, and I think it's the same thing for our personal life, right? Like. So who you are as a as a leader, who you are as yeah. a man, who you are as a woman, is either what you allow. So the things that you allow, if you just allow yourself to watch Netflix as you were talking about and eat whatever you want, then that's what you're going to create. Or yep. it's either right what you're intentional about um, as well. So, right. Uh, that's so good because guaranteed, if you're intentional with your private life, it will it will spill over into your public life as a leader. And if yeah. your private life is never where it is not where it needs to be, you cannot lead effectively. Your talents and your gifts and your strengths will get you so far, and you can look good in the eyes of people, but uh, it's just hollow underneath. And so I think if we're intentional in every aspect of our life uh, privately, and we really we convene with God and we ask yeah. the Lord, like, God, where do I need to be intentional? God, where do I need to be better? God, what are some things in my life that I can't see? And a big part of that, too, is surrounding yourself with people that will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. For sure. And that's a that's a big that's a big deal, and we can talk all kind. Of, we can talk, we can talk forever about 
what we can do to be better intentionally um, because on this journey, right, we're never done growing. We're never at the pinnacle of, oh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm good. I think I don't have to learn anymore. I don't think I have to grow anymore. I, I think I can just coast now because I've learned everything I need to learn. Um, that is a that is not the truth. <laughs> and so um, but as we take a look at the life of Jesus, especially in leadership as leaders, when we think about intentionality and we think about um, not only our private lives, but in our public lives and our ministries. If you're a, if you're a small group leader, how do you be intentional with the, with the, the kids that God has given you? If you are a, a adult leader or a volunteer, or you're someone that runs a snack bar, every time you serve a slushy, how, how can that fit into intentionality? Um, if you have to be at a call time, you have to be here on a certain time or a certain day, or you have to be at this event. Like, why is it important to be on time? Like that's an intentional thing that creates, dependency it creates all these things and so intentionality in ministry comes through every from the order of service to the altar experience there is just everything needs to be intentional and so jesus had i'm going to line it out in five areas number one jesus was intentional about learning Hmm. Uh, yeah uh, jesus was intentional about learning uh good good leaders are lifetime learners is how i've heard it said before that even as a young boy jesus displayed an inquisitive mind the book of luke records that he stayed behind in Jerusalem after the feast of Passover um, ended. His family moved on and forgot about him, which is pretty jacked if you're Jesus, right? Like, <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> like, you ever been left on a, on a road trip before? I have, but that's just me, right? And so, <laughs> but usually your dad comes back after like 10 minutes. You're crying. Jesus, you forgot right. about me. You don't love me. Right, right. Like, I don't matter. But like, they, they realized three days later that he was gone. As a child, which like is how like how big of a group are you traveling with? <laughs> right, to not right, like, no, right. Like people leave their kids in the car with the windows rolled up, and it's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you need to, like, you need to figure it out. And so anyway, they come back to this point, and they see Jesus as a young child, uh, talking to the student leader as a young child sitting down, and he's gleaming and he's learning from the rabbis, and he has this maturity and this intentionality behind that he is not just wandering the streets, but he's sitting in the temple at the synagogue ready to learn because he needs to learn because Jesus didn't start his ministry at, at 12 or 10 or 11. He started when he was 30, so God had to form him in those times, and he had to learn a bunch of stuff. And so, But he was intentional in that because he knew who he was and he knew what he was called to do. And um, every every student leader, every student needs to needs to understand that when you're sitting in on a Wednesday night service or a leadership lesson, that God is trying to to deposit something inside of you that's going to be used for a greater reason in a different season. And um, so not only do we have to be intentional in learning in the ways of God, and that's the most important thing, right, in our relationship with Him, our our school and what we're as a if you're a student, you're in school, learning is such a huge part of that. Um, you need to know how to do math. You need to know how to write things. You need to know how to how to how to sit in a classroom and listen to a teacher. Learning is a really important thing. If you if you say that you have a relationship with God and you are this person that is a leader and you're acting a fool in school and you're not listening to anybody, you're not learning. You got bad grades. Like that's not what God wants. He doesn't want you to to do. He wants you to be a student that learns, that sits and learns. Um, because again, in every season, God's trying to teach you something through whatever avenue he's doing that. If it's, you know, uh, some of us are young adults that are, are serving in ministry or, or our parents that are serving in the ministry, um, in our jobs with our coworkers or with our bosses or managers, um, God has placed us there to learn from them, to learn and to, to apply it to our lives. 
Um, and so Jesus was intentional about learning. Just as, he's, just as he was intentional about that, we need to be just as intentional about learning and making sure we're not missing out on the moments to grow and to be better. And, and I don't think the learning one is just an age one, right? To where, yeah, he was, you know, intentional about it even at his young age. Um, but, you know, the, the Bible says, Matthew eighteen three, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. And so I think that applies just to that mentality that that children have. So even when I'm 60 years old, I should have the mentality of 13 year old Jesus who was ready to learn, who was eager to learn. Mm. A lot of times we can get into it, especially if we're in a specific field for you know most of our career. Right. We can get to the point to where we feel like, yeah, at the beginning, it's easy to, to be hungry to learn. Right. Because you, you need to learn. It's, it's kind of a natural thing. Ministry, organization, whatever it is, whatever field you're in of leadership, it's easy to do that at the beginning is when it becomes mm-hmm. harder is, is the longer we're in it, the longer, um, you know, the, the older we are, the more experience we have. Then we get to the point to where, OK, I'm not as eager to learn or maybe every now and then I'll be intentional about it. Um, but yeah. really, we should keep that childlike faith throughout our entire yeah. life. To where we should yeah. be just as eager to learn when we start a job and have no context of it. It's our first position in this career field as we do mm-hmm. 20 years into it of always growing, always learning, um, yeah. you know, and, and always developing who we are as people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in those seasons, too, being comfortable can become complacent, right? When you're comfortable with where you're at and, you know, you, you got your flow down and everything's going really good. It's really hard to pursue anything beyond that when, you know, success is there. Um, but I like what you said, Pastor John. That was really, really good. Um, number two, Jesus was intentional about servanthood. Uh, Jesus came uh, to serve and to save the, uh, to save the lost. Like he came yeah. to to serve people. He came um, not to he he came and he and the people that he was ministering to were were the sinners and the people that Jesus had a problem with were the religious. Uh, but Jesus came and he came to serve. And to be uh, a servant among many. Um, Matthew 28 states that just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus demonstrated his loving, gentle nature in many ways throughout his ministry. One tangible way is which he gently led by example is when he washed the disciples' feet. Um, in, the, in this incredible moment where uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at Jewish culture, if you look at back in the day uh, for a, a teacher or a rabbi or somebody like Jesus to take off his robe, put it around his waist, get down on the floor and wash your feet uh, was an incredibly uh, – was something that they did not do back then. But Jesus modeled that uh, if you want to become first, you must become last. And whatever you do to the least of these, you do for me. And um, that's how we need to love people. That's how we need to serve people. Uh, in leadership, it looks like serving those, uh, serving those uh, directly above you and honoring them. It also is serving those beside you and serving those below you. That you never get away from servanthood when you're a leader. Right. Um, and I love, I love that. And I love, um, I'm a big servant-hearted person. I, I'll, I'll go out of my way to make sure that people get what they need. And I believe there's a lot of honor in that. I believe that honor is one of the currencies of heaven. When you honor the leaders above you that have come before you, when you honor the leaders that um, are below you and beside you, um, I think it's a really, really huge deal. And Jesus modeled what it was to be a servant and to serve those around him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Number three, Jesus was intentional about obedience. Hmm. 
Jesus spent his entirety of his 33 years fulfilling his father's sovereign design for his life. In John 5.19, we learn that the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. Jesus was very specific, had a very specific calling and never deviated from his father's instruction. Jesus knew what he was designed to do. Jesus knew that no matter what happened, that he would follow through with the plan that his father set before him. Um, and there's that incredible example of him in the Garden of, Garden of Gethsemane right before uh, the crucifixion is about to go down. And there's that moment right. where Jesus in his humanity, sweating blood and, and all anxiety because the sins of the world are about to come onto his life. Uh, he asked that question. He said, God, Dad, <laughs> if there's any way that this, this doesn't have to happen this way, I'm all for it. But not my will, but your will be done. Uh, Jesus was intentional about obedience. Uh, God has called uh, many of you listening to this right now to do a specific purpose, to be obedient. And some of you are running. Some of you are not being obedient to what God has called you to do. Uh, but um, you, will never, you will never find a greater sense of satisfaction or a greater sense of, of, of love from God when we are obedient to what he says uh, in our lives. And um, it's not easy to be obedient sometimes. It's not easy to to when God has spoken something very specifically. It's sometimes it's really hard to look at that and be like, "Oh, is that me or is that God? <laughs> was that really was that really Him?" No. Um, when I got called my first ministry position out to Wisconsin, uh, I had no family, I had no friends, I had no idea where it was on the map. Like I thought it was like uh, it was by Canada, maybe minute. I had no idea where it was, and um, but I knew that God had spoke. And I knew that he had called and I had the choice to to either obey or disobey. And I can tell you now being removed from that season was the best decision I ever made in my life. And God did call me there and God did tell me to do that. And I did follow through with it. And it was really hard. And But it was looking back now the greatest thing I could have ever done. Um, and so obedience is something that was that's very, very uh, powerful. And it, we, we need to be intentional about being obedient. Um, and you know how you practice obedience is with the authority that's in your life right now. Um, your parents, uh, those listening who are students, your parents are the authority, uh, bosses, managers, um, pastors, leaders, those who have been called to be above you. Um, that's how you practice your obedience. And, and you're never going to agree with everything that a leader, that all your leaders above you say, like, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but God honors when we obey them. We have to be intentional with obeying them, not just with our mouths or with our words, but with our hearts and um, not being in a word space. Yeah, and, and I think obedience is easier when you know the person. Yeah. And you can trust the person, right? And, and Jesus modeled that with, we saw multiple times where he would just go away and, and pray and, and spend time um, with his father. And, and that led to the point where he's in the garden now and he says, this is my will, but whatever it is, whatever you want, I trust you because I know you. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah. If, if you don't know the person, if you don't know them on that relational level, on that, um, you, you, you know their heart. And when you know their heart, it's easier to obey. Right. Right? So a way to be intentional with obedience is spending time with Jesus. Because when you spend time with him, you'll begin to learn and realize that he always has your best interest at heart. 
Always. Right? You begin to to realize that he will never leave you nor forsake you, that he's there every step of the way. You begin to realize these things. So now when he tells you to do something, you're able to do it a lot quicker because past experience has told you that when he speaks or when he tells you to do something – it's it's going to end up working out well. It's going to be the right thing. It's going to be the best decision you can make so that obedience becomes more natural and, and easier as time goes on as you're intentional about spending time with him. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So Jesus was intentional about learning, about servanthood, about obedience. Number four, Jesus was intentional about his purpose. Mm. Um, man, and I'm so thankful that he modeled this for us. Jesus understood that his purpose was to be a bridge between a sinful creation and a holy, righteous God. Mm. He was to be the substitutionary sacrifice and give humanity access to a loving God through the forgiveness of sins and the free gift of eternal life. Um, what I love about all of us is that God has created us with a specific purpose in mind uh, for us to accomplish. Um, some of them are in the same career field. Some of them might look the same. Some of, them, some of us are called to be pastors and missionaries, and some of us are called to be in the world. Um, but God... Uh, what I love about his intentionality with all of us is that he's made us all different and he's given us all an assignment and a purpose um, uh, that our purpose is powerful yeah. um, and that we were made on purpose, not by accident. We're not just in a pool of all these other people that are trying to accomplish the same thing, that there's an individual calling and an individual purpose he puts on everybody's life. And Jesus knew what he was created for because of his full awareness of what he did what he was about to endure on the cross he spent time praying to the father uh in that same thing in luke twenty two forty two. but he also added not my will but yours be done and i and i just i love that whole thing that he knew that his purpose was to come and to die a death to to make sure that god was sanctified to his creation that we now can approach Jesus at his throne and approach God in a relationship that's personal, something that's not off in the distance. And so I love that Jesus was intentional about his purpose and that he actually followed through with what, what he was called to do. Right. Uh, I think sometimes in my own life, personally, I think I can get, um, I think my purpose can be distracted, uh, uh, by the things that this world might have to offer or the or the fame or the success or whatever it may be that I can veer off course uh, based on the approval of people or based off of accolades or based off of um, different things like that. And I got to I got to make sure that the best thing I can do for my for, for who I am and my relationship with God, and the best thing I can do for my wife and my kids and my ministry is to realize what my purpose is. And the only way I'm going to know who what my purpose is, is if I'm connected to my identity in Christ Anything apart from that, I'm not going to be living purposeful. Right. Uh, I'm not. And so I think that's a really important thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, last one that I have for you today. Jesus was intentional about forgiveness. Mm. Uh, and what I love about forgiveness and what I love about that is that th this is so hard for many people because there's a lot of things that happen in our lives. There's a lot of people that hurt us. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of wounds that we carry right. from from ourselves uh one of the biggest the the first <laughs> one of the first people you have to forgive is yourself right you have to forgive your mistakes or the things you've done or the things you've not done or uh all these different things but jesus was very intentional about forgiveness uh peter one of the lord's uh closest disciples betrayed jesus three times could you imagine that could you imagine if you had a bro that was walking with you uh that saw you do miracles that saw you walk on water that actually walked on water himself <laughs> right. And um, and then denied denied 
uh, knowing you uh, because he was afraid of what would happen to him. That was cr- that's crazy. Uh, after Jesus rose uh, from the dead, he appeared to the twelve disciples on three separate occasions. One of those appearances was uh, dedicated to uh, reinstating uh, Peter. What I love about God is that he just he doesn't get offended and just writes you off, right? He doesn't get offended and write you off. He he, he gives you a shot of redemption. Right. So, so Peter denied him three times, and in Luke twenty four thirty four, uh, because of Christ's limitless grace and loving kindness, he called Peter to be the rock that he would build his church on. And, and Peter gave this incredible sermon that where three thousand people got saved, just uh, just a shot at redemption, and um, th- that was a very. That that was um, a, a very intentional way to forgive somebody. Mm. Um, forgiveness and and harboring unforgiveness in your life, uh, it will just never go away, right? If you're like, I'm just not going to think about the person, I'm just going to let it go. Uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work for you to just um, say, you know what? I'm just not going to forgive. I'm not going to not forgive. I'm just going to let it go and not be. If we if we just try to bury our feelings and our unforgiveness, like it never happened. Um, it will always be lingering and it will always be something that we, we have to deal with and get healing from. We have to be intentional about forgiveness. Um, and forgiveness isn't condoning the person. It isn't saying it's okay. It's not saying that you're invited back into my life, but it's releasing somebody of the debt that they owe you so you can be free. Uh, I tell students all the time and I tell people all the time that forgiveness is for your freedom. It's not for the other person. It's for you. It's for you to be whole. And, um, that moment where Jesus was hanging on the cross and he was about to, uh, he was about to, he was about to take his last breath. And uh, in this big moment, these people are hurling insults at him. And he says those words, he says, father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Um, what an incredible model of what it means to be, to, to establish and, and give forgiveness in the face of persecution. Right. And none of us will ever be in that state of, none of us will ever be in that state where we're that persecuted where we can, where we were being tortured physically to our bodies, saying, "Oh God, they don't know what they're doing." Like, like I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, and so the the way that he displayed that was incredible. And I think that it, it tells us a lot of how we're supposed to respond with forgiveness um, and how we need to be intentional about it. It will not just go away by itself. It will not just be something that you can't sweep okay, it out of the you can't, yeah, you can't do it. You can't do that, or you can't take the stance and say, "Well, I can never forgive them because they did this." There's, that's, there's no way I could ever forgive them. Um, that's not true. If Jesus could forgive the people who put them, who put him on the cross, you can forgive um, that individual in your life. Not to say it's going to be easy. Not to, I'm not invalidating anybody's feelings or what they've gone through. Those are totally valid. But forgiveness is possible. And for you to be to live an intentional life, you have to you have to forgive, you have to move on, and to be the best version of yourself that God created you to be. Um, I want you to ask yourself these questions as we end: Is where in your life do you need to be more intentional? Mm. Um, and I, I would I would ask that you would pray and ask God for the courage to live with intentionality. That you would ask Him, where in your life do you need to be more intentional? And some of you, that could be in your schoolwork. Some of you, it could be with your spouses. Some of you, it could be with your kids. Some of you, it could be with your weight or the, or your exercise or you spend too much time on, on Minecraft or you spend too much time playing Fortnite or whatever it could be. Where can you be more intentional? It could be I need to be more intentional when I talk to people or the way that I treat people. 
Um, I need to be more intentional with spending time with God. Uh, I need to be more intentional in my reading with him. Uh, whatever that is for you, uh, I pray that you find that. And it, when you find that, it, it, I want you to be accountable to somebody because uh, I can I can say all day long that I need to be better at this and just keep it to myself. And if I'm not accountable to anybody, it's never going to happen. Right. So you need to ask yourself that question. Where in your life do you need to be more intentional? And who can you tell about it to make sure that you're held accountable? Yeah, that's good. For us to be the best leaders we can, we have to live life with intentionality. That's good. Love it. Love the topic. Thank you so much, Pastor Nick, for your time, for joining us on our leadership podcast. Uh, really practical stuff, really good stuff to think about, to take home with you. Chew on it. Uh, don't just listen to it and let it go in one ear and out the other. Uh, but really be praying about this throughout the week, throughout the next couple weeks. Um, be intentional about intentionally thinking about how this applies to your life. You like that, how I did that there? That's good. So thank you guys That's for good. joining us. We believe if leaders are empowered, the entire organization will grow. Uh, we believe in you. So thank you again for taking yep. time to join us. We'll see you next time. Right. Thanks again for taking time to grow as leaders. We are looking forward as we continue to build our culture in student ministries. 